0: You have to listen to me. I'm you have to. I'm because you don't know the fucking enormity of what we're dealing with. May the 29th, 1954, A consortium of bankers, industrialists, corporate CEOs and politicians held a series of meetings over 3 days at the Bilderberg Hotel in Oosterbeek, they drew up a plan for maintaining the status quo. What's it's the way things are. It's the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Okay. They devise a plan to manipulate technology, economics, the media, population control, world religion to keep things the way they are. And they have continued to meet once a year every year since the original meeting. Look it up. Okay. Under their orders, the CIA, had smuggled Nazi scientists into the States to work with the American military, at Kalspan, developing an inner epidermal tracking microchip. A what? It's a surveillance tool. It's a computer chip that has been implanted in the skin of every human being born on the planet oh since God. 1982. The test group for the prototype was the People's Temple. And when the Reverend Jim Jones threatened to expose them, he and every member of his church were assassinated. Oh,
1: Welcome to the Plastic Fangs Podcast. Hello, and uh, welcome the Plastic Fangs podcast. This is Rodney and you just heard a clip from the movie Bug uh, as the year of the Michael Shannon continues uh, celebrating the great Michael Shannon all year long here at the Plastic Fangs podcast. Uh, But before kind of getting into today's episode, I just want to talk about uh, the Plastic Fangs podcast. Uh, Y'all know or you might not know, but back in February, it was like February of 2020, I think. Yeah, it was around there. It was before the world uh, went into panic mode. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it was it, it was necessary panic mode, right? I mean, there was a fucking pandemic. I was never dealt with a pandemic before. I mean, well, you know, with modern times, you know, people. Uh, you know, at the 1900 flu, didn't have Twitter or uh, Facebook or Instagram or even fucking podcasts back then. All oh, they had the, the the talkies, the radios. It's like, yeah, we got a pandemic on our hands. <laughs> uh, you know, also the war of the worlds is happening. So choose your destiny, war of the worlds or pandemic. Uh, you know, do that. This uh, episode brought to you by Sharky's Hair Tonic. Sharky's Hair Tonic, the hair tonic for sharks. <laughs> but um anyway, uh February uh twenty uh twenty, uh Ramsey and I had actually done a, a podcast, and I know we've talked about the history, you know, it's uh, of podcasting actually because August twenty twenty is you know, like when the first foray in foray into podcasting kind of happened and uh that uh dissipated and then february uh, well no august of uh, uh, 2019 whatever uh time is a linear circle <laughs> uh, i guess is that the saying i don't know i'm tired it's sat at, well sunday morning actually. And I'm doing this before, uh, Daisy and Benji. I mean, they've been awake, but I let them outside and all of that. And they're not recording their show today. So, uh, but, um, but the podcast, uh, parks, I actually contacted us up, uh, contacted Ramsey and myself said him and mouse, uh, wanted to do a podcast. So kind of hit the ground with uh, gusto and got it started. Um, those two episodes are locked away in a vault, uh, because of course, starting off anything and, you know, throughout the history of the plastic things, kind of figuring out, you know, the audio and, uh, putting together, it's always been very punk rock, you know, it's like we can YouTube, you know, what to do and levels and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, you can have all the tools in the world, you know, just gotta learn it. And I learn best by doing, you know, so, um, so, I mean, I don't know. I might release those episodes. The, the, uh, I don't know. It's just, I was listening back the other day to them and if you, if you were an early adopter of plastic fangs podcast, you heard those episodes and, uh, and, uh, who boy, yeah, they were something else. Uh, but, um. But, yeah, uh, so through the pandemic, the plastic things, uh, Ramsey and I kind of ran with it. It kind of became our thing because, you know, uh, I know Ramsey, you know, still worked uh, every now and again. You know, the world was kind of shut down for a little bit. uh, But, you know, we all had time. Uh, I still had to go out into the world and fix the computers of the you know, people and, uh, and all of that, but we still, we had time, uh, and, uh, as the world has opened up and, uh, you know, things are slowly getting back to normal, you know, things change. Of course, our good friend Ski came along and, um, you know, and joined, uh, but you know, time is, is something that we all have to have, you know? Um, and so time, things like this can be time-consuming conversations with your friends can be time-consuming and uh they can also sometimes be exhausting uh but uh, and also content too let's not beat around the bush because the plastic things podcast the only thing different that this podcast is selling is is me you know or any other personality that comes on here uh for years the conversations that I've had with John or ski or anybody where it's just been geeking out and stuff like that. Um, I felt, I was like, you know, back before podcasts be like, man, it'd be great to have a radio show talking about this shit or, you know, or, or other things, you know, uh, I always feel like that the, uh, the people and the conversations that I've had with some of, uh, the people that I love the most, uh, and some that I hate, uh, have all been great pod- podcasts, right. I mean, or, or great conversations. And, and that's what I wanted to portray. You know, I, I'm no expert in movies though. I am probably more of an expert than some people. Um, be, because it's only because I've, I've watched a lot and, and even then I still haven't watched a lot. Someone come, you know, some horror fan comes to me. Oh, I love, uh, uh, Giallo and Italian this and that. And I'm like, Wow. Okay. Now, Joe Bob has kind of been that, uh, you know, that buffer, that introduction to other, you know, uh, movies that I, I maybe not would not have seen. But then again, also, uh, people in my life is th- have done that as well. Uh, and, and I think I've talked about that, you know, haven't seen Dirty Dancing for the first time ever, you know, just a year ago. Um, but we as horror fans, uh, fans of pop culture and, 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 movies, uh, you know, we can be a fickle bunch too, you know, um, online, we argue back and forth, you know, uh, like this weekend, the, uh, evil dead rise came out and it's like, you know, oh, I loved it because it paid homage to a lot of the things that, you know, I wanted and blah, blah, blah. And then the other one was like, fuck it. Ash wasn't in there. And, you know, it's just, you know, you can't please everybody. And I, and I guess that's kind of the message that I have as well with, with podcasting. And especially when you do a podcast with a pal or a buddy or something like that, because life changes and you can't please everybody and you can't expect someone to be into something if their heart's just simply not in it. Right. Um, and that's the weird thing about this whole podcast adventure. So with that being said, plastic fangs are going to keep on going. I mean, I love it. Plastic fangs is, uh, something that, um, uh, that I needed at a time when, uh, I didn't have a whole lot and, uh, it may not be as often that the plastic fangs comes around. I'd love to still do weekly and it may be done weekly, who knows, um, the world is my oyster, right? Because I don't have a fan base of, you know, thousands of people saying, fuck it. I like the show better when, you know, uh, when Ramsey came on and did impressions, or I like to show better when Ski talked about boobs, or, you know, I liked it better when there was a female voice on there. And, you know, you know, and that all might be happening, whatever. It may continue. Who knows? That's the great thing about this is that it's something that can continually be there and grow. But speaking of growing, I want to talk about the, the movie that we uh uh listened to a snippet of, the Michael Shannon movie. Uh, it's a 2006 horror thriller bug, right? uh I don't know if you've seen it. Michael Shannon um, is in it. That's why I'm talking about it. It's because Michael Shannon is in it. Uh, now, the whole reason why I watched Bug, by the way, is because uh, February. You know, we had Valentine's Day, and I was, you know, it's something that I talked to uh, uh, to Shannon, my beloved, my Valentine, if you would, uh, Shannon, uh, who was on the uh, last episode of the pod you know, talk about just kind of the fakeness of it and how it's made up and all that good stuff about Valentine's day, right? The hearts and the flowers and the candy. And we were talking about that. And, um, and it just somehow came up, you know, uh, that, uh, my grandma, when I would come home from school, you know, with the bag, all decorated, you'd make the bag in school or the box, And you you know draw or put stickers on or whatever and then everyone would go around and put those little uh you know valentines that you get at the like people's drug into those boxes and everything and and drop them in so i'd come home you know valentine's day with my valentines and my loot you know the suckers the tootsie rolls stuff like that my grandma would say stuff like you know um You know, to the effect of, you know, oh, it looks like uh, someone's been bitten by the love bug. Now, that's a horrible impression of my grandma, by the way. Um, Grandma, I love you. Uh, So please uh, do not haunt me from the afterlife for doing such a horrible, horrible uh, Ren, you know, impersonation of you, but you know, all look like someone's been bitten by the love bug. He's got Valentine's and you know, but you know, I I never really thought to think about what that meant. Right. You know, I always thought that the love bug bug was kind of like Cupid. It was like this fictional thing that would just come along and bite you and make you fall in love. like, You know, if Cupid's arrow didn't get you, it'd be this like, like, like bug, you know, maybe it would look like the ant from a bug's life or Jerry Seinfeld from the B movie or something. Just be like, hey, I'm gonna let or sound like, um, uh, you know, that pedophile from Family Guys, like, I'm just a love bug. I'm gonna bite you. Yes, I am, you know, that kind of thing. Again, my impressions are horrible. I have never ever said that my impressions are great, but that's what you get here. Uh, when I'm, uh, on the mic is horrible impressions. But, um, but I thought that, you know, when you were bitten by this love bug that your eyes would like pop out and your, you know, like a heart beat out of your chest, kind of like Jim Carrey in the mask. Right. Um, you know, which by the way, that's exactly how a guy should act. Right. When being a- attracted to a woman is like, you know, uh, whistle and hoot and holler uh, while wearing a, uh, like a wolf while wearing a zoot suit uh, and uh, losing just all of the control. Um, but anyway, um, now I will say that when it comes to the love bug, I also watch those Disney movies, right. You know, Herbie, the love bug, that, uh, that, punch buggy uh that was alive you know i don't remember because it's been a while and i haven't really watched a love bug movie but i remember the love bug back in the day you know um the the disney movies would come on like abc uh now sometimes when it came to love bug um i thought that maybe a 67 volkswagen beetle would you know somehow bite you <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was crazy because it's, it's a weird expression. So we were actually talking about that, you know, along the lines of Valentine's day and, uh, thanks of course to the internet. Um, obviously the love bug is an actual bug. Yes, it is an actual bug. Now, uh, I just learned about The fact that, oh, and uh, Princess Sassy is over here. Sassy is the cat. Very standoffish and all that, um, you know, but there are a lot of animals in uh, in this house, and uh, Sassy just decided to come over and uh, say hello. So you probably heard her uh, uh, off mic. So uh, off with you, off you go, Sassy. Uh, You have water, you have food. Uh, and I'm trying to record here. So thank you. Uh, maybe Sassy will come on as you. Sassy, what is your favorite horror movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cat's Eye. Yeah, that's a good one. Good, good pick. <laughs> well, anyway, where was I? Um, I was talking about the love bug, right? And the fact that it's a, a, an actual bug. Um, and I had just learned this, you know, when Sharon and I were talking about it. And... All right, let's see here. According to Wikipedia, the love bug is actually called, and I'm going to murder the pronunciation, uh, Plascia Nirktika. Near, near uh, Nirktika. Kind of sounds like Martika. You know, that uh, woman that sang that song, Toy Soldiers? Um, Nyrtika. Plascia Nirktika. Martika, step by step heart to heart that was a good movie too toy soldiers a song i don't think the song was in the movie though oh maybe it was i don't know i gotta go back and watch it uh it's got will will wheaton is in it uh <laughs> anywho um so background about this uh Plasia um it's actually it's a march fly from uh, From Central America, but it's also been found in the Southeast United States. Um, kind of like so, this love bug is kind of like um, like Josh Brolin's character from No Country for Old Men. You know <laughs> that that's what this is right here. Uh, anywho, um, it's also it's called the honeymoon fly or a double headed bug. Um, And it's like during and after mating, matured pairs, they remain together even in flight for up to several days. So once you hit it, you you, if you're a love bug, you were you can't quit it. You're uh, you're you're stuck there for several days. Now, I mean, that could be a good thing. Could be a bad thing, you know. Uh, they might be like, you know, Hey, Hey, I know we, uh, we just uh, did our thing, but uh, my family, we're going to come meet my mom and my dad and, you know, all of that. Uh, but yeah, but, um, but yeah, no, no. I mean, they're stuck together after they uh, mate, after they get, after they hook up. Um, I mean, granted, there's a lot worse things that could happen, I guess, after sex, right. You know, like, cuddling. <laughs> um, and that's a joke, you know, but actually, no, there's a, I mean, you wouldn't want to be a praying mantis, uh, uh, male after sex. That's for sure. Um, but that, but that's the the weird thing about these love bugs. So that's what they do. And that's why they're called love bugs. It's like they get together and off they go to have multiple days of, of knocking boots Uh, But the weird thing about the love bugs here is they don't even bite, right? You know, these love bugs, they're they're vegetarians, man. And not only that, they eat dying vegetation, you know, uh, you know, kind of like the shit that's in Lady Abigail's compost that she has going on, you know. So if they were to bite, uh, you know, I was wondering where if they don't bite, rather, I was wondering where. We would get it, you know. Oh, we were bitten by the love bug or what have you. Uh, and basically, to be bitten by the love bug, uh, it's to take on their behavior, right? Uh, because these love bugs mate and they stick together for so long, they're looked at as the most romantic of bugs, they're head over heels, uh, they don't want to separate, and they're just cuckoo for cocoa puffs and love. Um, you know, I guess, you know, kind of like a spider, well, Spider-Man rather, you know, he got bit by the, by the radioactive spider and he becomes, you know, takes on the characteristics of a spider. Um, so to be bitten by the love bug would mean that you would take on the characteristics of a love bug. That'd be kind of weird, right? Like a mashup of like the fly from Jeff Goldblum. And instead of an actual fly, it's a love bug, <laughs> you know? And it's like, you know, that would be weird, man. That, it's like, you know, that would, that would be a weird flick. Anyway, uh, uh Jeff Goldblum, uh, and, uh, you know, um, what's her face from Beetlejuice? Um, again, I'm very tired. Gina Davis go out and, and make, uh, the love bug. Uh, the spiritual sequel to *The Fly*. People will be like, "Oh, Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis are making a movie. That movie about the the Volkswagen Beetle." No, mm-mm, no, this cannot be confused with that. Um, but anyway, doing more research about the Love Bug, I learned that um, there's actually it. There's actually a conspiracy theory. Believe it or not. There's a, I mean, what, what there's a conspiracy. There's never a conspiracy theory about anything. Right. So the conspiracy theory that believes that love bugs, they're actually a byproduct byproduct of a freak genetic experiment gone wrong at the university of Florida in an attempt to control the mosquito population by manipulating the DNA. Now, now, I mean, you can talk about crazy conspiracy theories and, and stuff like that, but I'm actually, if if University of Florida was actually trying to do this to control the mosquito population, I am all about that. I mean, I, since I moved here to Virginia Beach, there are fucking mosquitoes everywhere. I'm talking everywhere. You know, you walk outside and they're practically just waiting to, you know, hop on you, man. It's like, it is a mosquito Shangri-La here. It gets humid. They're standing water everywhere. They're just, you know, they're like, they're living the dream, man. You know, everyone's like, oh, move to the beach. You're going to have a good time and blah, blah, blah. You know who's having a good time? The mosquitoes because they're eating everything. You know, who else is, who else is having a good time? Are um, uh, the anti-itch creams and citronella candles, those, uh, Those are flourishing here as well. Uh, But then again, I don't feel like they ever work. So now that's a conspiracy for you. It's like, we got to keep these mosquitoes kind of going, right? Uh, We got to keep these mosquitoes alive so we can sell citronella candles and uh, something called DEET. I know DEET is a thing and it's like, you're not supposed to use DEET, but it seems like DEET works pretty well. But then again, I don't want to like grow fucking horns out of my head or a tail because I use DEET, you know, or wind up having cancer down the road because everything gives you cancer apparently. But, you know, the funny thing about a lot of these conspiracy series is that, I mean, they sound like they could be true. I mean, after all, didn't the University of Florida, didn't they create Gatorade? Right. I mean, you know, someone was like, you know, I know water is uh, great and all, but let's improve upon that and create a drink that, uh, has like all of the minerals that your body needs in it. And, um, you know, if you're overexerting yourself and, uh, you want to taste something that's more like Tang instead of water, um, then we got your thing. Oh, by the way, it's got electrolytes in it. We're going to call it electrolytes. Like you fucking need electrolytes. Well, what you do, obviously, but it's like, we're going to use that. You know, in fact, we're going to call it Gatorade. We're going to put a lightning bolt on it and all that stuff. Uh, but um, what's the big deal, right? I mean, because, you know, people, uh, the University of Florida could be you know doing us a favor and getting rid of the mosquitoes uh they could be making back backyard barbecues better right but anywho uh but no i mean it's conspiracy theory completely unfounded and who knows i mean maybe it is founded you know let me know you know go on to one of the socials get bit and say rodney you're fucking wrong your research sucks I'd be like, all right, cool, man. I've hearing that, you know, I was wrong because I, you know, kind of hear that because I have, uh, I live with three, sometimes four, five, sometimes teenagers in the house. So fun times, just the seven of us. I've almost got like the whole coach Lub- uh, Lubbock thing from just the ten of us going. I'm almost there. Right. Yeah. Soon, I, too, can be a uh, spin-off from Growing Pains. Um, so with all of this being said, you're kind of probably wondering, <laughs> so what does all this have to do with Michael Shannon's dialogue at the beginning and the movie Bug and all of that? And of course, you probably have put two and two together because there's a movie called Bug. And then there's also... Uh, I was talking about the love bug Uh, and that, yeah, you're you're right. You know, um, bug has Ashley Judd, has Michael Shannon, also has Harry Connick Jr. in it, by the way. Harry Connick Jr., I don't know if he's really done anything. I think the last thing he was doing were those um, Lincoln commercials. I mean, I don't know. He could be doing Will and Grace or any of that stuff right now. I honestly haven't checked out. Uh, I mean, obviously I think Michael Buble has kind of taken the place of Harry Connick Jr. As far as the singing uh, hot guy who sings songs that are old, you know, I think Michael Buble kind of took Harry Connick Jr.'s place in that. Um, But anyway, so yeah, I mean, now, bug is is, it's what's crazy about it is that uh, the cast is very small. Um, and it's kind of, it feels kind of like a stage play kind of thing because it really takes place in maybe one or two locations. And the other cool thing about this movie, uh, again, it came out in 2006. So it it completely, I think I had seen commercials for it, but completely went over my head, uh, and, and off of my radar, of course, um, Until lately, uh, the Plastic Fangs podcast decided to do the year of the Michael Shannon. Uh, So, uh, of course, came across Bug. Now, the other cool thing about this movie is that it was directed by William Friedkin. Uh, You might know that name, obviously, from... Films like The Exorcist and The French Connection and Cruising. Uh, of course, he also did Jade and uh, the Shaquille O'Neal debut uh, Blue Chips. That's Blue Chips. Not to be confused, Blue Chew. It was blue chips. Shaquille O'Neal's first movie, I think. We'll, uh, Nick Nolte was in it. It was like, oh, it Shaq's. What a way to make a debut, right? You know, you get Shaquille O'Neal who's selling everything, kids love him and stuff like that. Let's put him in this basketball, dra- college basketball drama flick. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it makes sense, obviously, because he plays, you know, basketball. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, but when freaking obviously is uh, a legendary director. Uh, So to see that he had directed this, I was um, very much uh, into it. Uh, Now, this was also kind of a weird time. The early double lots were a weird time for horror. Um, I mean, I don't really remember a ton about it, but what I find interesting is that Slither, uh, James Gunn's uh, flick... Uh, former uh, trauma, current DC uh, universe uh, in charge guy, uh, James Gunn. Uh, His slither came out in March of 2006, and then Bug came out in May. Now, these movies are kind of similar, um, though they, they couldn't be more different now having watched both of them. But I could see where you might think that they're kind of, similar in that aspect now 2006 was packed to the brim with movies you had pirates of the caribbean 2 you had cars casino royale um the the you know first bond with daniel craig Uh, then you had like the da vinci code that came out i mean that book was like I mean, it was like a phenomenon. and Then you have the movie coming out with Tom Hanks. He's got that weird hair and stuff like that. But everyone fucking read the book. You find the book everywhere. Uh, but uh, but honestly, uh, one of my favorite flicks, that one I actually watch, uh, watched, watch this past, St. Patrick's Day, The Departed. The Departed came out in 2006 as well. So, I mean, there were a ton of movies that came out and so you had this small um independent movie um with uh you know Ashley Judd was a huge uh actress Harry Connick Jr um you know but Michael Shannon um what wasn't as as big uh, a star as he is now right but um but you know the weird thing about bug is that i also kind of remember it being kind of like that um, early nineties movie with uh, Jason Patrick and Jennifer Jason Lee uh, where they were cops and they become junkies and they're trying to catch uh, Greg Allman from the Allman brothers. And um, you know, Eric Clapton did that song tears in heaven uh, for the soundtrack. And so I kind of thought that bug was similar to that, except uh, instead of the drugs, maybe they're infected by bugs or maybe they were addicted to drugs and thought they were, um, you know, infected with bugs. I'm saying, I am starting to rhyme a lot, drugs and bugs. And, you know, it's starting to, this is going to be like the Dr. Seuss podcast, right? You know, drugs and bugs and hugs and lugs and tugs. You might get hugs if you do some tugs. I'm infected with bugs. Yeah, no, uh, that's, uh, I'd stop listening to that. To be honest with you. If I came across that podcast i probably would stop listening after the first 30 seconds i don't know maybe i mean but or maybe it would go somewhere i don't know you you know if you have a a a gummy or something like that anything can be entertaining even this podcast right (laughs) um so just to kind of talk about the movie bug because it came out in 2006 and i feel like you know spoilers are are friggin' obvious, you know, right? You've got Ashley Judd um as a seeing, you know, like a, a divorced um woman, you know, uh kind of living in um like a hotel, working at a bar. Um you find out early on that she had, you know, lost her son Um, her husband is kind of, uh, or ex-husband rather, uh, was in, is in jail. Um, you know, just kind of like the, not really a normal life or what have you for, uh, this, uh, this woman, um, and, you know, it starts off, you know, uh, kind of, kind of weird because, you know, she's getting phone calls at her home uh, you know at the motel and she she thinks it's her ex-husband now the ex-husband's played by Harry Connick Jr. and uh you know of course you find out in this movie he's an abusive you know like piece of shit right you know and he treats her like shit and all of that but um but anyway um uh one night when you know uh after working uh, and she's partying, uh, one of her girlfriends brings Michael Shannon over to the place and they you know do you know alcohol and blow uh and um and michael shannon's character at first is like very quiet doesn't talk a whole lot but he's very you know he's polite uh and stuff you know stuff like that he, he's kind of like a drifter doesn't have anywhere to stay and uh so she you know lets him stay um and of course you know the ex-husband shows up the next day and isn't you know really um you know, kind of. I mean, really treats you know Agnes uh, like like shit. You, I mean, you really do not have any. Uh, you know, you're not wooing over this Harry Connick Jr. That's for sure. Um, but you know, uh, anyway, he kind of you know steals her money. Harry Connick Jr. does steals her money, leaves. You know, takes a shower and all that. It's like I'm out of here again, but I'll be back because I'm your ex-husband and I still feel like I own you kind of thing but you know so Michael shannon um you know kind of consoles her any he, and he stays um and and his character peter uh, is there and so he kind of says um you know uh I'll go to bed with you like awkwardly right you know like you know <laughs> like you know um if he was bitten by the love bug, he's kind of awkward about, you know, letting people know about it. You know, he's not like, you know, oh, you know, you're pretty and all the man. He's just like, I'll go to bed with you. I'm Michael Shannon. I'll go to bed with you. I'm Michael Shannon. Um, but, I mean, that line seemed to work. So, uh, so, single fellas, if you're out there, might want to pick up some, uh, some hints from this. Uh, you, too, uh, can follow Michael Shannon's example maybe I get picked by by that love bug. Right. (laughs) But, um, but uh, so after a a night of, um, of him and of Peter and, um, Ashley Judd, Agnes, uh, getting together, um, you know, they're kind of like laying and stuff and it's like, he finds like little bites on the inside of his wrist. Right. And he thinks that, um, and it, like, he's looking at it and apparently he finds like a small little bug. Right. You know, so it's like in this kind of place though, in this motel, you could see how, it, you know, cause she's like, is it a bed bug? You know, and he's kind of like, you know, thinking that, uh, that it could very well. I mean, it, you know, for fuck's sake, it could be like a, a, a bed bug, but, um, but you know, he's like, it's not, you know, it's, it's like a, a you know, a small different kind of bug. You know, uh, and that's kind of like when Peter, Michael Shannon's character starts kind of going off the rails, uh, you know, and he starts telling, you know, Agnes, you know, that people are after him and that, you know, he that he was in the Gulf War and had biological, biological experiments run on him by the government. And that the, you know, if you're, you know, you're getting anonymous phone calls, you know, and stuff like that. So that's the government government you know, checking to make, you know, looking for him, seeing if he's there, knowing, you know, his whereabouts and stuff like that. And when this, you know, stuff kind of starts happening, you know, you, you kind of are like, you know, like, wow, this is really, if, if someone had told me this, I'd be, you know, especially if I knew him after like two or three days, I'd be like, yeah, you're probably not someone I want to hang out with. Right. But, you know, um, be like, you know, Hey, you probably want to go talk to someone, uh, with a professional license or, or something like that. Um, you know, but it's like, after they kind of get together and he gets bit by this small bug, um, and, an aphid, I think is what the type of bug it it is. Um, that's when he starts kind of opening up and, and, and all of that, uh, and things kind of, you know, start going uh south uh now she reports to the motel owner owners and uh say that you know there's a bug problem in the room um you know now she even goes to the dermatologist and um and is you know to see about these bug bites and stuff um and slowly starts to kind of think you know these bugs you know I don't think they're really here I don't think they're real or what have you and um and and honestly, that seems to be kind of like the last bit of clarity for Agnes, uh, because she starts going into the deep end, um, you know, um, her, you know, her friend who introduced him and everything begs her to leave because he starts, you know, kind of putting foil on all the rooms, you know, and and examining everything through a microscope and it kind of it reaches like a fever pitch when he takes (laughs) and and i guess kind of like the fly you know uh takes uh a tooth now someone who recently had a uh, root canal done um I just kind of cringe even thinking about it. Right. Is that he removed a tooth because, you know, there was a radio in there and there were, you know, bugs. And he, you know, he was like, look under the microscope, Agnes, you can see that this isn't a lie or what have you. And she's like, I see, I see. And, um, and, and again, it's, it builds even more, you know, crazy because then someone actually shows up at the apartment. (laughs) <laughs> you know, at the motel room, and is like, yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm Peter's doctor. You know, we um, he escaped from the institution. Uh, you know, uh, you should come back and talk to me. You know, or what have you? And um, and you know, as as you do, um, uh, he gets murdered. Uh, now, the crazy thing about this movie is that it makes you kind of question what's real and what's not. Uh, but like the at the beginning, the the dialogue at the beginning of this episode that I put, uh, you know, is I mean, it, anyone that kind of talks like that does not really have a sound mind. Right. You know, they're kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> but then again, <laughs> these days, it's, it's kind of hard to question crazy. Right. It very well could be conceivable that uh, the government ran. Uh, you know these tests and implanted these small little bugs. I mean, you know, right now they they talk about how nanotechnology could get in and heal people and stuff like that. I mean, what's to say it couldn't control people? And uh, no, you have not you have not tuned in to the Info Wars po- podcast. This is still the Plastic uh, Fangs podcast. Uh, but um, but yeah, the bug just keeps getting deeper and deeper and it's like it's all completely chaos because it gets to the point where agnes just kind of like falls into it and is like you know oh my god if these people were the government then they took my son they took my kid from me you know it wasn't something evil you know or nefarious or we don't know what happened you know they weren't you know stolen and murdered and i never knew but now i know I never knew what happened to my kid, but now I know that the, that kid uh, was taken by the government people because they were after me because I am the queen of these bugs. You know, I, they need my body for, you know, to make So yeah, no. And and it's like, of course, then Peter is the King and the government was trying to keep them uh, both away. You know, now what, that whole thing, and, and you know what, it, it doesn't really end very well, or it could end well. Uh, I mean, given that it ended the way that they wanted it to, um, which was, you know, uh, in a giant ball of flame. You know, they just doused themselves in gasoline, and we're like, you know, we're going to, we need to cleanse ourselves for, you know, to save humanity blah, 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 blah. Uh, but you know, what's funny is that this also kind of reminds me, you know, this whole thing, uh, of, of the term, uh, folly, I do, uh, which is actually Joker two is going to be called folly. I do, um, you know, it's Joker two folly. I do, I guess, I don't know. And maybe I'm butchering it. I'm not a, I'm not a French person. I eat French fries or, um, I saw coneheads, and they were from France. But, um, but the term uh, folly adieu do uh, is a psychosis in which delusional beliefs and hallucinations are cha- shared between two people. And just kind of think about that for a second, right? Um, a psychosis in which delusional beliefs and hallucinations are shared between two people. Now, of course, when you think about Valentine's Day and you think of love and you think about being bitten by the love bug, um, could love itself be a delusional belief? You know, when anyone meets anyone else, can they be like, oh, I found found that person? And sometimes you, uh, you, you know, you maybe forget or, or you don't see any red flags, and someone's like, Oh, I gotta tell you, man, hey, this uh, this female that you're seeing, or this male, or this person that you're going out with, who I, I don't know, uh, they seem kind of crazy, you know. And you're like, You know, screw you, man, you're against me, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> and then, 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 like six months later, you're like, You know, yeah, yeah, no, I, um. I was wrong. (laughs) That's the delusional belief uh, that, you know, that you were in. But, you know, it's interesting how the movie bug, you know, in hindsight, it's one of those ones that I think was overlooked and um, and has some interesting themes in it. I mean, it's not a superhero movie. It's not in some like DC or Marvel lore. It wasn't a video game. Uh, or anything like that. It's just a movie. I mean, in a very simple one, that, too. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, of like Reservoir Dogs. How it's like it's only got a couple locations, but it could very easily be a play. Or The Whale. You know, uh, the, the Whale had that one location. And I think that, especially with, with movies nowadays, it's kind of hard to to forget that you don't need a lot. To be entertaining you know you don't you don't need a hundred sets or an army of cgi people uh to to make a movie i mean really you just need a camera and a couple of people you know you have the right lighting you have necessary uh editing equipment or what? maybe not even editing equipment. You could just put it out on YouTube. I mean, there's so many of us people that go out there and then we make content, right? You know, but that's the great thing about, you know, movies and technology nowadays. And the fact that we all have that medium or a medium to put something out there. And So I would like to say that my folly ado, you know, uh, would actually be uh, with this podcast and that we'll both uh, be have these delusional beliefs and hallucinations together uh, because it's going to continue on. And, uh, you know, there might be people that stop by. They may not exist. So it's up to y'all to Reach out on social media and uh, and say, hey, uh, Rodney, I you did an interview. I didn't hear anyone else. You know, kind of like maybe a fight club kind of thing going on, right? But the thing is that we are going on and we are moving forward. And I know that this episode is a little bit, you know, shorter than the two or three hour, you know, other ones. But it doesn't matter. Plastic Fangs is what it is. We've got the summer coming up. The Mahoning drive-in is about to open back up. And the plan right now is that me and the fam are going to be heading there. And so that's going to be amazing, right? To experience probably my favorite place on this planet with the, my favorite people on the planet. Uh, And then hang out with some of my other favorite people on the planet. And also uh, speaking of which uh, good friends uh, go out and listen to, uh, you know, their podcast, their Patreon, uh, every little bit helps them, uh, as far as with the drive uh, especially with, um, the off season, uh, they are doing some amazing things already and, and uh, Virgil, uh, ah, man, God, I don't know if there is anyone on this planet that is just has the heart that, uh, you know, and, the, the drive and the vision that Virgil does. And, uh, man, he's such a, such an awesome person to know. Um, and, uh, also go out and listen to Carl and Daryl's top five podcast. Uh, that's what I've been listening to along with, um, you know, good friend, Aaron, uh, with a class horror cast And then Emer and Grace Who just had their 100th episode of Because you were home But uh, Carl and Daryl's Top 5 podcast is a great listen So go out and listen to them uh, Now as always uh, You can go on to social media um, TikTok We're out there Instagram, Facebook Twitter, which I don't know You know, it's Twitter Twitter's become a uh, you know, and see, I didn't even need to put a word. I could just say, "Eh," and you know what I mean as far as where, but we're out there. Uh, you can, um, of course, uh, use the hashtag get bit, um, uh, to bite back. Uh, we use get bit all the time. Uh, as you know, on the, at the end of the, uh, you know, episodes, we typically say, you know, well, so-and-so can get bit or whatever. It's a fun thing to do with other people, but I'm not, you know really going to do it. Uh but um but yeah, go out and follow and listen to our our past episodes. Um I want to personally thank um everyone uh that has ever been involved with uh the Plastic Things podcast whether it's been in a, a guest format, a co-host format or what have you. Um it's helped make the show what it is. And you know like uh Disneyland—it's going to be uh, always changing and uh, new and exciting. I also want to thank uh, the people that support and listen and all that good stuff. Um, you can go out and check out the movie *Bug* currently streaming. It was on HBO Max when I saw it. It might not be there. You probably find it on Tubi because I'm pretty sure everything is on Tubi by now. Um, or you know, buy it. You know, but check out the 2006 horror. Slash thriller movie bug And you know, if you don't You can get bit See, I said I wasn't going to do it, but I did Anyway, go ahead and get bit